Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Happy Monday. <gasps> Happy Monday. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yes. Yay, Thanksgiving. Get yeah. to eat the biggest meal ever because we never eat like that. No, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited for fry a turkey. Oh, that's right. You guys fry. I haven't done that yet. I mean, yeah. we've had it, but I've not. we've not done it yet. Yeah, and we're both having low-key Thanksgivings, right? Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. We're not yeah. hosting. We're not traveling. It's not normal for us. I know. Someone asked me what I was doing, and I'm like, just the five of us, because um, she was saying how she was hosting like 22 or 27 people, mm -hmm. and I was like, mm -hmm. I don't even put it out there. Like, yeah. I'm like, if somebody said I want to come, I'd be like, fine, but I'm not like inviting actively. <laughs> Yeah. I did that a couple years ago. We had like 30 people and it was so fun. Yeah. But not something I would want to do every year for sure. Right. So yeah. My father-in-law is coming. So we do have one, pl oh. one plus one. But Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do a Friendsgiving this yeah, year. Yeah. Those are and fun. Then, but I think I just like waited. Like I think that needs to be something that's like planned, not the week of Thanksgiving. You know, like I was like, oh, well, we could do it Friday and just we won't do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. We'll just mm -hmm. do it the day that we have everyone over because you're not going to have people over for like the day of Thanksgiving because mm -hmm. they're probably mm -hmm. with their actual families. Um, so, but I think it's something that I need to be like, you know what, how about the weekend before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and, and do it like next year. Yeah. For, so. Start planning now. That was your yeah. announcement. Yes. There we do go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we are very glad for you guys and thankful for you during this time. And we wanted to tell you that we hope that you have fun plans, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yes. Either yeah. with your family or with your friends or with your cats. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that could be fun. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you about an observation. I know we're so sick of talking Taylor, but no, I love Taylor. Okay. I love mm -hmm. Taylor yesterday, today, tomorrow, all day long. I love Taylor. Mm -hmm. However, this whole Taylor and Travis thing is really annoying. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And what I would like to say is, if you have been a longtime Taylor fan, then you know that she is not very open about her relationships when mm -hmm. they are happening. It's afterwards, when she blasts them on all of her albums, that she, you know, airs mm -hmm. all the dirty things or all the information about it and the details. This whole situation with her where she is like over the top in love with him constantly in public is very strange. And I want to know what it's about. Oh. Like I am side-eyeing it and I wonder if the whole thing is a gimmick and they're going to tell us later. Like – You think? I don't understand what she's doing. She's like changing the lyrics to her song while he's at the concert. She, I saw a video of her. He comes to one of her shows and she goes off stage and mm -hmm. sees him, turns and realizes that she's being videotaped and then takes off running and like jumps on him and kisses him. Like it was oh. so obvious that she was like, watch this. It huh. was like weird, like That's not even a normal like, I'm so happy to see you. It wasn't organic. It was very right. like staged in right. my opinion. Yeah. Huh. That's and like the way that she is at his games is weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what this is about. I think there's an agenda. Okay. Do you think I'd that... like to know? Okay. Here's my two 
two theories. They're not even really theories, ideas, thoughts on this right now. Um, one, maybe she's just trying to do things different. Okay. She's like, well, it hasn't worked out in the past, and then I just blast them. So maybe if I'm like out in public this time, I don't know. Two, do you think they've been together a lot longer than everyone knows? And they're just pretending well, that it just started. I mean, because now possibly, they're ready to be in public. But she did just broke up with that other guy not long ago. So oh, she was see, in a relationship. I don't did know you know things. he was on a reality show, by the way? Who? A dating show? Who? Travis Kelsey. Uh, no. Which yes, one? It's called like Finding Kelsey or something like that, where he is a date. It's a dating show. <laughs> idea about this either and somebody huh. said it to me the other day it's been years ago but it was like huh. him and his brother keep i can't remember what it was called something kelsey oh well that's interesting anyway the whole thing is strange to me i don't understand it i don't know what she's doing it's very out of character and i just wanted to point it out because if i am right you heard it here first thank you okay well well done <laughs> okay i i believe it okay <laughs> okay all right. So do you have any news? I do not have any news. Um, I don't think I do. My kid just left if you heard a door slam. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him back there. Okay. I got a wave. Um, I don't think I have any news. I can't. Um, well, I have. Well. Okay. Well, we were going to talk about The Golden Bachelor a little oh, bit. Right. Yes, but, I watched. I mean, it's not the finale, so I feel like we should wait to, for the finale okay. to really chat about it. But I will say that I found a different show oh, no. on Netflix. It's called Love in the Wild. Oh, I've never heard of it. Well, I hadn't either, and it's just on Netflix, just one season. There's There are two seasons, but only one's on there. I don't know if they'll bring the other one. But it's from 2011. Like, it was a show that was on in 2011 mm-hmm. and 2012, the second season. But I don't know if didn't go anywhere or whatever. And now they're trying to like bring it to Netflix to see if maybe like it'll gain like some get some steam going and then like Mm -hmm. maybe they'll bring it back. But it's literally they drop 10 women, 10 men in a jungle, the jungle in Costa Rica. So it's like Bachelor or one of those shows meets Survivor Survivor. amazing race ish kind of thing because it is a Hmm. race. And so they have to like the first episode, they basically like. Pick a partner. They don't have no idea. Pick a partner. And they go through this day of challenge. And whoever is the first couple that comes gets to like go to like a, an oasis for the mm-hmm. night and like get a, like pampered or whatever. And then the rest of them go to these cabins. And you just kind of like have to figure out each night, like then they spend a couple days and then they kind of have like not a rose ceremony, but it's like somewhat of like a ceremony where they're like, do you want to stay with the person you're with mm-hmm. or do you want to switch it up? And the person, like the couple who won first place, if they choose to switch it up, you cannot say no. So mm. if they pick you, say, okay, I want to change it up. I want this person. That person cannot say no. But oh. every other couple, you can. Okay. You can say no. Anyways. And then whoever's like not matched at the end, the final two people that are not matched, they're the ones that go home. Oh, they were not picked on the playground. Yes. Exactly. One of them says that like in the very beginning, like, oh, am I going to be the last one picked? <laughs> anyway, it's very interesting. I was all in. I binged all of them in one day. Oh my gosh. Literally. And then and then I looked at it up and realized that it was from like years ago. 
So I'm wondering if they're just trying to bring it back in some way or just like throwing it out there since it's like popular stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But I will say I'm not giving anything else away, but the last, the final two couples that are, that are there, because one of them wins like a trip around the world with their partner. Okay. Both of those couples are married with kids. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. That's so, some success stories. Yeah. I'm like, maybe this is actually the way we should do it. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they have like adversity. Like they really find like, oh, okay. Like, no, you're a jerk when it comes to doing stuff like this. I don't want you. Like stuff like that. So I right. just think like, not that it's even close to being like what it's like to actually meet right. somebody and marry them, but it's much closer than Bachelor. <laughs> right. Right. So, well. Anyway. So the Golden Bachelor is going to continue, correct? They'll do another season of Golden Bachelor. I saw a commercial. I would imagine that they would at least have to do one where there's a bachelorette. At -hmm. least one. Mm -hmm. I would like them to continue doing it. But I would imagine that there would have to be at least one. Since there was a bachelor, they need to do Mm -hmm. at least one with a bachelorette. Oh, my gosh. I'm so here for that. I am too. Yeah. I love it. I've enjoyed it. I'm ready for it to like switch tables and just this is the way it is from now on. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. but they have so many other like spinoffs they can make the golden bachelor a spinoff yes. for like the people like me right yes yeah. yeah okay well that was all very interesting sorry for the long intro yes. but we're very thankful for you guys thankful that you're here and if you will stay tuned i have a case hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, this case today comes to us from our listener, Deborah. Oh, Deborah. Deborah, we went to high school together, me and Deborah. Oh, did I know this? Because I know that Deborah's like written in before. Yes, she is a longtime listener and has suggested cases in the past as well. So for today, we are heading to the great state of Tennessee. Okay. We love Tennessee. We're going to be in a very small town called Etowah, Tennessee. Oh. I haven't even heard of that. No, I hadn't either. Etowah is in McMinn County. It's about 50 miles north and kind of west of Chattanooga. Okay. I almost just said Chattahoochee. <laughs> I don't know why. Clearly doesn't say that in my notes, but that's okay. It has a population of just over 3,600 folks. It's pretty country, like seems like a blue collar town, lots of charm, railroads, mm. that kind of thing. And for today, we are going to be talking about the case of Kelsey Burnett. Okay. Kelsey with a K. Doesn't ring a bell, so. No. Kelsey Nicole Burnett, or KK, as she was called, was born on April 3rd of 1999, which makes her an Aries like you. Mm -hmm. Her parents were David and Virginia. She had a twin brother named Dylan and then another brother named David. She grew up in Etowah, and she lived there her entire life, never left. She was very close with her family. She was very sweet and lovely. She had long red hair, very pretty smile. She loved being in the mountains. 
and she loved to swim and spend time with her family and friends. Her mom said that she was beautiful, outspoken, and helped anybody that needed help. Oh, sounds like a lovely person. Yes, she does. Sounds like an Aries. She likes the mountains, she likes the water, and she's a helper. Oh. In June of 2016, just before her senior year of high school, Kelsey began dating a cute little boy named Nick Rose. Nick and Kelsey were best friends. They were together all the time. Kelsey also got a job during her senior year of high school at the McDonald's in Etowah. She graduated from McMinn High School in the spring of 2017, and she was excited to make plans for the next chapter in her life. At some point after graduating, Kelsey moved out of her parents' home and was spending, like, most of her time with her boyfriend, Nick. Mm -hmm. I did see in one source that she was kicked out because she didn't like following the house rules, but I honestly don't know if that's true or not because I know that she spoke to her mom at least like twice a day. So they were very, very close. And every now and then she would like come back home and stay. So the way that it was explained is that she would sometimes be at friend's house, sometimes with like a family, another family member. Sometimes her and Nick would sleep in her car and then sometimes mm-hmm. she would come home and stay for a little bit. So it's like wasn't ever one place all the time. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. At the time that this case took place in June of 2017, Kelsey was 18 years old. And she and Nick had a very tight-knit group of friends that they spent a lot of time with doing mm-hmm. normal stuff. They would play video games and um, they would sit around bonfires. Again, Kelsey and Nick sometimes would stay with friends sometimes at Kelsey's, but they were in Kelsey's Chevy Blazer a lot of the time. So Kelsey and Nick had a good friend named Austin Burke, and Austin lived in a house with his grandma and his cousin and his cousin's family. So his house was like the main hangout house for their group Mm -hmm. of friends, which so like your house, essentially, for your (laughs) oldest. It's just where everyone always ended up, right? Mm -hmm. Kelsey and Nick would oftentimes go over to Austin's house and like hang out with him and their other friends. And then they would park her car in Austin's backyard and then just sleep there. Okay. So this is what their plan was on the night of Friday, June 30th, 2017. So Austin was having a few people over to his house to hang out, drink a little bit, have a bonfire, normal stuff. Kelsey and Nick got there at about five o'clock, and then another good friend of theirs, Joseph Wielsen, came around six. Mm-hmm. So this was like their core group of friends. So it was Kelsey and Nick, Austin, and then Austin's best friend, Joseph. Got Joseph it. lived right up the road from Austin. He stayed the night with them like several times a week. He was just kind of always there. As the night went on, various people came and went. You know, throughout the night, other friends, Kelsey's friends, you know, Austin's friends, whatever. But the four group, the four of them were there the entire time. Mm -hmm. Once it got dark, they started a fire in the backyard. Joseph and Nick, so the friend, the best friend that lives up the road, and Nick, Kelsey's boyfriend, were drinking very heavily. Mm. So it was said that Joseph showed up with like a bottle of whiskey. And so they had been drinking all night. 
Around midnight, Austin went inside his house and fell asleep on the couch. Joseph said, I'll be in later. I'm going to hang out with Nick and Kelsey. You know, I'll be I'll be in in a little bit and go to bed. At this point, Nick, Kelsey's boyfriend, was like wasted drunk, like done so. He actually started to get sick and was throwing up and just needed to go to bed and like sleep it off. So Kelsey and Joseph helped Nick into Kelsey's car and he just passed out. Mm, never going to have whiskey again. <clears throat> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> That's what you say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Nick woke up around six o'clock the next morning and he was alone in the car. So he called Kelsey's phone to see where she was, but it went straight to voicemail. So he texted her, but she didn't answer. Although it wasn't like her, Nick thought maybe she had just gone inside Austin's house and slept in there, maybe because he was drunk and throwing Mm. up. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but she'd never done that before. But he went inside Austin's and woke him up to see if he knew where Kelsey was, but he hadn't seen Kelsey. So then Joseph wakes up and he comes out of a room and he is like just taking a shower up for the day. He's got like a towel around his neck. What's going on? So they say they don't know where Kelsey was. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't seen her for a couple hours. Mm. So... He said that after Nick passed out, that he and Kelsey had sat on the front porch and talked. Like the front porch of Austin's house. They just sat there and chit-chatted. He said that her phone was inside the house charging. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of waiting for it to be fully charged. And that just before 5 o'clock, he had gone in and got her phone for her because it was done charging. So he brings her her phone. It's fully charged. And then he said that he was going to go and take a shower. So he goes inside and took a quick shower. And when he came back out, Kelsey was gone. Oh, wait. Okay. Right. Just gone from the front porch with her phone. So he said that he assumed she had either gone to the car to sleep with Nick or that she had just taken a walk or, you know, whatever. Nick said that he was extremely concerned and he immediately started calling Kelsey's friends. Like he was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she didn't come and sleep with me in the car, and she wouldn't just walk off in like, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay, and, and what point does Nick wake up? What, what time is this happening? So Nick woke up at, like, 6, and Joseph oh. said he last saw her just before 5. But didn't Joseph just get out of the shower? Yes. Well, Again? his hair was wet, and he had a towel. Well, I mean, you're talking about, like, an hour difference, something like that. Okay. Allegedly. So they call all of Kelsey's friends to see if anybody had heard from her or seen her. Did she go to somebody else's house? Her purse was in the car. All her stuff, all her money made no sense. Mm -hmm. So Nick, at some point, this is interesting. He went into the bathroom at Austin's house and he saw something weird in the toilet. Like so weird that he actually got it out. Like fished it out. It was a SIM card for a cell phone. So the provider on the SIM card was the same cell provider as Kelsey's. And as far as he knew, nobody else that was in the house had that same cell provider. So he started freaking out because he was like, I think this is Kelsey's SIM card. 
Yeah, and good on him for fishing it out of the toilet. I thought that too. I was like, walk me through that, Nick. But I mean, maybe he saw it and was like, oh my gosh, is that a cell phone SIM card? Let me get it out. Right. That's weird to be in the bottom of a toilet. Like, why would anybody throw that in there to flush it? (laughs) Well, exactly. Yeah. So at this point, he is like, something has happened. Like, her phone is not – she's not picking up her phone. It's going straight to voicemail. I think this is her SIM card. So he started questioning Joseph a lot more. Mm -hmm. And he was telling his friends that he felt really terrible for getting so drunk and passing out and leaving her alone. He said that the last thing he remembered was getting sick and having to be helped into the car. And -hmm. that that's all he can remember after that. Joseph told everybody that Kelsey had seemed totally fine when he last saw her. And he told Nick that he just needed to stay calm, that he was sure she was okay. She just, you know, went walking somewhere. She will show up. Don't worry. Everything is going to be fine. Nick and Austin were not totally convinced of this. So they actually got in Kelsey's car and started to drive around looking for her. Hmm. And they were going to places where they thought that she might have gone. Like they went to her uncle's house, who she would stay with sometimes. She wasn't there. You know, went to like a park that she liked, couldn't find her there. Eventually, after they had gone everywhere they could think of and had called everyone that they knew of to call, they just drove to Kelsey's house and told her parents that they thought she was missing. Okay. So Kelsey's mom was in shock, obviously, but she had also been worried because she had been trying to get a hold of Kelsey that day. And remember, they talk several times a day and it was Mm -hmm. also going to voicemail for her. So she was a little bit alarmed as well. Right. Because she hadn't been able to reach her. So she called police and reported Kelsey missing. Okay. So this is the afternoon of July 1st. So police came out. They took a missing persons report. Flyers were printed up. Kelsey's face and description were blasted out to the media. Of course, she's 18 years old. Police initially think that she probably just left of her own will, was a runaway, needed Mm -hmm. a break. She would resurface. But search efforts were started. So it's a very small town. So the town quickly got wind of this and they kind of rallied around Kelsey's family. And they also were trying to get the word out for people to be on the lookout for her as well. But days go by with no sign of Kelsey at all. Mm. All of the people from the party were questioned, including Austin, whose house they were at, Nick, who is Kelsey's boyfriend, and Joseph, who is the last person known to see Kelsey. So they were questioning everybody, but these three boys had like a very tight connection to Kelsey. They were all cooperative and they all stuck to their stories. Austin was asleep on the couch. Nick was passed out drunk in the car in the backyard. Joseph went to take a shower and Kelsey was gone. Okay. Okay. And they're all like separated. So it's not like they were like all together and they could be like, well, we were together and we saw nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like all their things happened separately. Right. Yes. And Austin, or sorry, Nick also gave the police the SIM card. And so they started, sent that in to see about processing that. On July 4th, four days after Kelsey went missing, a man that actually lived nearby Austin's house, where the party was, was mowing his grass when he noticed a very bad smell coming Mm. from somewhere. So he starts to like follow the smell and it led him in like and it said it was an abandoned yard so i don't know if it was like a home that was abandoned and it was in the yard of this home or if it was just like a big lot 
mm-hmm. that nobody used or whatever. But it led him to that area and he saw some plastic, black plastic trash cans, like yard waste trash cans. Right. And as he approached the cans, he noticed very clearly that there was a human foot (gasps) sticking out from one of the cans. Oh. So he immediately called police and they responded and found the body of a young girl. And this was 115 yards from Austin's home Mm -hmm. on a street called Charles Street. So right away, police thought that this was Kelsey because the clothing that they could see on her body matched the description of what she was last seen wearing. Mm. Dental records did later confirm that it was the body of 18-year-old Kelsey Burnett. Gosh. Okay. Kelsey's body was pretty badly decomposed Mm -hmm. at this point. So it had only been four days, but it was summertime in Tennessee. She was inside of a plastic, black plastic trash bag, and it had stormed very heavily in the days since Kelsey had gone missing. So the speeding up of decomposition had had been happening. And and was she upside down? Because you said the guy found her and he was like, he saw a foot. Yeah, she she was head first in the trash cans. Okay, yeah. Okay, there was no blood around the area where her body was found, but it likely would have been washed away by heavy rains. When they picked the trash can up and moved it, there were there was stuff underneath, like where it had leaked out. Okay. Her face was unrecognizable, and she was nude from the waist down. Oh, man. Near, near Kelsey's body, police found her shoes which were not together. They were in like Mm -hmm. separate places. They also found like buried in the ground, but like haphazardly buried in the ground was a set of gloves Mm -hmm. and a knife that had traces of blood on it. That was confirmed to be Kelsey's blood. They also found Kelsey's cell phone in a bush nearby where her body was, and it was missing the SIM card. Okay. There were no fingerprints, no DNA, nothing found on her body or on any of the items around her body. Okay. But again, they think that the rain had Mm. really, like, compromised any evidence that may have been there. Okay, the autopsy. So trigger here. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Kelsey was found headfirst in the trash can. She had suffered multiple blunt force traumas to her head and face, and her skull was actually in pieces. Mm. Some from trauma, some from decomposition. This was said to have been done with a heavy blunt object. It was said that because of the severe trauma and decomposition, um, again, there was no evidence of anything on her as far as like fingerprints, DNAs, fiber, nothing like that. She also had several superficial puncture wounds to her arms and her neck, Mm -hmm. likely that had been made with the knife that was found nearby. But these were not fatal wounds. Okay. Okay. Sadly, Kelsey had suffered a very brutal and violent sexual assault. Mm. There was a lot of bruising and trauma that indicated that she had been assaulted aggressively. Mm Mm-hmm. There was also like grass and organic material found on her that indicated that she had been raped and killed 
like where her body was found and then put in the trash cans. Gosh. After she had been raped, she had been beaten very severely and her cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. The medical examiner did find particles of red paint in and on Kelsey's skull. So that's basically the only evidence that they have. Mm -hmm. Kelsey had no drugs or alcohol in her system. And again, all they have is that red paint at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's so, likely on the object that hit her if it's in her skull. Right. That's okay. what they're thinking. So the police have a homicide on their hands. They immediately start retracing Kelsey's steps again, you know, completely revamping their investigation because it's a totally different one now. Everyone was questioned again. They were given polygraphs. Austin's house where the party was and his yard and surrounding area were searched thoroughly There were several things that were seized as evidence, but Kelsey's Mm -hmm. DNA or fingerprints or hair, nothing was found inside the home, Okay, which indicated that she never went inside. And there were also no traces of blood inside or outside the house. So did she not go in to charge her phone? Like, like, so according to Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph said he brought her phone in to charge it and then he went back in to get it. Okay. Kelsey's car was also searched and processed. It had no signs of blood, no signs of a struggle. Nothing happened in the car. Nothing happened in the house. Okay. Kelsey's cell phone records placed her at Austin's home from 5 p.m. on the night of June 30th all the way until the next morning. So she never left. Mm-hmm. However, records showed that there was an electronical failure that had occurred on her phone which is an indication that the SIM card was removed. Mm-hmm. And that happened at 3.38 a.m. Well, so well before the 5 o'clock mark that Joe said he went and got the phone and gave it to her. That's right. Mm-hmm. As police were searching the backyard where the party had been, they came across a red metal bat laying on the ground near the bonfire. So police actually said that they noticed – so this was even before – They knew about the traces of red paint Mm -hmm. that were found on her body, but they said it was very, very weird and out of place because it was just like laying in the middle of the yard. So they took it into evidence and they asked Austin about it. And Austin said that that bat did belong to them. It was Mm -hmm. their bat, but it was normally sitting on the front porch. Okay. I will say this, by the way, (laughs) just random thing. It is very common to find a bat in the middle of our yard. Just so you know. I well, mean, like, yes, but you day. also have a baseball player. <laughs> you yeah. have a nine-year-old baseball player. These were not nine-year-old Little League players. No, I do understand that. But I'm just right. saying, like, they were like, oh, it's random that it was in the middle of the I'm like, literally every day, I'm like, somebody pick up that bat. Somebody yeah. can you bring that bat in, please. <laughs> Listen, we could do a whole Patreon about things I find in my yard. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. So Kelsey's DNA was eventually found on the bat. And the red paint flecks found on Kelsey's head matched that of the bat. So it was determined Mm -hmm. that that was the murder weapon. Austin, the party host, was fully cooperative. And although police were keeping an eye on him because he was the owner of the house, he was one of the last people to see her, he was not suspected of killing Kelsey. Like, he was very, very forthcoming and cooperative Mm -hmm. with police. 
Nick, Kelsey's boyfriend, was questioned and polygraphed. He was also extremely cooperative. He was absolutely distraught. Yeah. Like blamed himself, grief stricken that he had left Kelsey all alone and now she was dead and he was like too drunk to even know what happened or hear anything or anything like that. Right. He had also been the one to find Kelsey's SIM card in the toilet of Austin's bathroom and immediately turned that over to police. Mm -hmm. Like, and was, went to her parents, said report her missing. You know, he, he was, again, they're watching him, but they don't think he is a suspect. Right. Now police go to question Joseph, the friend who was the last known person to have seen Kelsey alive. And we know that Joseph's story already isn't adding up, right? Mm -hmm. So he was confronted with the cell phone evidence about her SIM card being removed at 338, which didn't line up with his account of him getting her charger and giving it to her at five o'clock and then taking a shower. And that's around the time she went missing. He said someone else must have removed it while it was in the house. So remember, it was in the house charging and he's outside on the front porch. So he's saying that wasn't me. Everybody's sleeping. Well, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. They also questioned him about the sexual assault. So now they know that she's been sexually assaulted. And they said, do you know anything about that? At this point, Joseph then changed. Well, he doesn't change his story. He adds to his story that they actually had consensual sex that night at Austin's house. I was going to say, it's always convenient to say when the person is deceased. We had consensual sex. Right. But remember the evidence that they found on her was extremely brutal. Well, yes, no, but I'm just saying, like, pe- the perpetrators typically say that. It was consensual. Like, if you find evidence mm-hmm. of me, we had sex consensually. Exactly. It's just always convenient. So. so convenient, Joseph. So he said that he originally didn't tell police about the consensual sex because Kelsey was his friend's girlfriend right. and, you know, all that. But police are like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So they know for sure that this was whatever kind of sexual activity had happened. It was not consensual. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. She was assaulted. And they also know that the murder weapon, the bat, was mm-hmm. known normally to be on the front porch, which is where he said he and Kelsey were hanging out. So he's now put himself in the vicinity of also mm-hmm. the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. However, Joseph's DNA was not found on anything. It wasn't on the bat. It wasn't on the knife. It wasn't on the gloves, inside or outside. It wasn't on the trash cans, and it wasn't on Kelsey's body. Hmm. So police did find some unknown male DNA on Kelsey's body, but it was in such poor quality that they couldn't test it to say Mm -hmm. whose it was. So it wasn't like a profile. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't hers. So police, they're like, okay, it's Joseph. Joseph's Mm -hmm. our guy. So they tried and tried and tried to get enough concrete evidence to get a search warrant for Joseph's arrest. But every time they tried, they were denied. Okay. So they kept trying. Months went by. They would revisit Kelsey's case, try to come up with something new, something like, let's try it with a new judge. At some point, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations got involved. Finally, almost one year later, in June of 2018, police presented a solid enough timeline and enough circumstantial evidence to a judge that an arrest warrant was issued. Oh, okay. I think the biggest thing was really because he lied about the cell phone. Right. Like, and also, 
what are the odds that he and Kelsey would have consensual sex? And then immediately after she would be brutally raped and murdered a hundred yards from where. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So Joseph Wielsen was charged with first degree murder, first degree premeditated murder and aggravated rape. And he pleaded not guilty. No one was surprised when Joseph was finally arrested for Kelsey's rape and murder. Everyone in town suspected him like from the beginning, even his own dad who was there when he was being arrested, said to his son, just tell the truth now, Joe. Uh, what do they know? <laughs> well, I think they just know what kind of person he is. Right, yeah. Which I will get into. Interestingly, Joseph actually bailed out of jail. So, like, his bond was low enough that he bailed out. He was given an ankle monitor and put on house arrest while awaiting trial. But in May of 2019... His bail was revoked because he was arrested for vandalism for egging cars. Oh, so he's bored at home sitting on his front porch egging cars? Is that what he's doing? No, they actually said he wasn't even wearing the daggone monitor when he was arrested. See, those monitors don't make me feel better because I feel like people always find a way around them, take them off, leave them somehow. Or they just don't monitor them. Right. Yeah. Like we hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. Joseph was set to be tried as an adult even though he was only 17 when the murders took place, the murder took place. Yeah. So now he's 19. Joseph went on trial in November of 2019. During the trial, an ex-girlfriend testified that the knife that had been found near Kelsey's body was Joseph's knife, and Mm. he was known to carry it regularly. She also said that when Joseph was drunk, he became very, this is a quote, hypersexual, And if he wanted something, he would do whatever he could to get it. Hmm. Even Joseph's own father testified that Joseph had a very difficult upbringing and that it affected his behavior as an adult. The prosecution theorized that possibly Joseph had made a move on Kelsey while drunk. He was drunk, not her. Mm -hmm. And that she had rejected him. He chased her into the backyard of Austin's with the bat eventually got her, sexually assaulted her at knife point, which is why she had those like small puncture wounds, Mm -hmm. and then beat her to death with the baseball bat and put her inside the trash can. Gosh. He then removed her SIM card, put it in the toilet to try to get rid of it, and then threw her phone in the bushes, buried the knife, buried the gloves, I guess cleaned off the bat? I don't know. Jeez. Joseph maintained his innocence and stuck to the same story that Kelsey was gone when he had gotten out of the shower. After just over an hour of deliberations, the jury unanimously found Joseph guilty of all charges. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He is only 24 years old today. Wow. And is incarcerated at the South South Central Correctional Center in Clifton, Tennessee. So interestingly, in Tennessee, a life sentence is 51 years. Oh. So since, yeah, that's a life sentence. Okay. I think in North Carolina, it's 60. But anyway, Joseph was only 19 when he was convicted, meaning that if he serves all 51 years, which he will, because he's not allowed to have parole, he'll be 70 years old when he's released. Wow. He could actually still be released. So I saw a couple of interviews after the fact with Kelsey's family. They were happy 
with the conviction and they were happy with the sentencing. They were very glad to have the process over so that they could actually begin grieving Kelsey's Mm -hmm. death. And her mom said in an interview that they were done with the killer. And from now on, it would be all about Kelsey. The town of Etowah, Tennessee, actually memorialized Kenzie's memory by renaming the street where her body was found from Charles Street to Kelsey Lane. I think I said something else. You just said Kenzie just a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Kelsey. I'm so sorry. Kelsey. They they renamed it to Kelsey Lane, which is very sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is the case of Kelsey Burnett. Wow. 18 years old, hanging out with her friends at a bonfire. I know. How sad. You think you're in a safe space. That's what worries me. Even when you think you're in a safe space, you might not be. Yeah. Or our kids. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, not just us. Like, if we think we're in a safe space. Our kids could be hanging out, doing something very innocent at Mm -hmm. a friend's house, and then somebody snaps. Now, so none of the friends had any... Or, well, you said people weren't surprised and the ex-girlfriend testified, but, like, had they seen this of him before? You know, like, how he would get when he's drunk or... Yes. I think that it was kind of known, not violent necessarily, but, and certainly not the rape, you know, because that's not going to just happen at a bonfire with a bunch of people around. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he was known to, like, not be the best drunk. Okay. Which but they weren't expecting him olds. to do this to Kelsey. No, no, I don't think anybody expected. I think they all trusted him. Mm-hmm. But then after the fact, his story wasn't lining up. They knew he was kind of like a bad drunk. And so they were like, oh my gosh, he totally did this. Right. Yeah. Gosh. That's what I mean by they weren't surprised. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, poor Kelsey. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that we have justice for her. Yeah, me too. Um, but, jeez, just totally like unnecessary another unnecessary death of someone who no they're always unnecessary could have gone and on done great it is things. interesting too to think about like these other boys mm-hmm. who were so closely involved and like fell asleep and were just sleeping when all of this mm-hmm. was going on and like their lives are so altered as well because like well yeah because you don't get over yeah. that yeah, and they, yeah, they were right. They were close enough because I'm sure that there was screaming involved. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she was making noise, and they probably all feel like, oh my gosh, like if we had one of us had just heard something and right. gotten up, and oh, yeah, it's very well, sad. She was a very lovely young lady. Yeah, I heard and read a lot of extremely nice things about her on her Facebook. Mm. Oh, yeah, because that was not too long ago. So, yeah. No, 2017. Wow. Well, gosh, thanks, Deborah, for bringing this to our attention. Thank thank you, Deborah. Beth, for diving in and getting that story out there. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a little bit of a short one, which, like, we never have that anymore. (laughs) I know. It's actually kind of nice, though, because I feel like in the beginning, we were like, this was our typical, like, episode length, and it was just right. In and out. Done. Yeah. But, not anymore, yeah. but poor Kelsey. We definitely are honored to be able to tell her story, even though this is her story. It's very sad, yes. but yes, yeah. Well, gosh, yeah. Anyway, well, thanks again for the suggestions. You guys always know um, 
how to get us good ones. I mean, we've literally yeah. had a list. What you said, you had like 13 on your list. Or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is so insane. long. <laughs> yeah. We just keep, they keep coming in and we're not complaining because we've got content for a while. So just bear with us. And then even some that are serial killers end up on the list. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And survivors, people have given us those too. So now mm-hmm. we're just like rocking and rolling here. We, we, yeah, we, we are. Because you guys keep us going. So thank you. We appreciate it. Um, come check us out on social media, rate and review us. If you are so inclined, it's, we love, we love hearing what you like about us. Yes, we do. And, yeah. Cause it's just, it's nice. It's nice to know anyway. And don't forget our live, right? No, we already did our live. Why do yep, I do this last month? Why do I do that? Why do I say things? <laughs> they're like, Oh, they're going to do another one. <laughs> no, we're not. Cause we I just say talked things. about it. <laughs> no, it's just stupid that I do that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Guys, anyway. we have murder in our brain. We can't. It's no. totally understandable. <laughs> gosh. All right. Well, whatever. You guys know me. It's fine. I screw up all the time. So <laughs> just remember that. Um, and also always remember the world is scary. You will suck. Hide in your closets. <laughs>